Welcome to The Drift, your resource on all things business strategy, entrepreneurship, and leadership. I'm your host, Aloiza, and today's guest is fitness entrepreneur and founder of CheerFit, Danielle Donovan. Danielle has had extensive experience in the space, from her collegiate cheer days at Syracuse to managing fitness education programs in New York City, and now she's running CheerFit with a mission of empowering women and fitness professionals through the power of sport. Welcome, Danielle. Eliza, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here today. Excited to have you. So let's go ahead and dive in. Can you share with us a little background on yourself and what got you started? Yeah, so as you mentioned, I was a D1 cheerleader for Syracuse University, and I also went to school for marketing and entrepreneurship. So I always knew I wanted my own thing, but wasn't exactly sure what that would look like. Um, and during my time at Syracuse while cheering, I actually ended up also tearing my ACL, not once, but twice. Um, so I tore it my freshman year, got surgery, tore it again my junior year. And instead of getting surgery for the second time and being out my senior year, I turned to fitness. And that truly just opened up my eyes to the power of fitness. I was able to rehab my knee to full recovery, go back my senior year, and really turn you know, a challenge into an opportunity and saw the need for fitness, especially as a cheerleader. I was a cheerleader my whole life, but we never quite conditioned to keep up at the level that cheerleading is today. So I, I used that challenge of tearing my ACL and finding my passion for fitness to initially create cheer fit to be the fitness solution for cheerleaders. Um, and I'm all about turning a challenge into an opportunity. And now CheerFit Today, which we started as a fitness solution for cheerleaders, has grown and involved to be already creators of the signature CheerFit workout and certification method. And our mission is to connect girls and women around the world to build confidence through fitness. Oh my goodness. So amazing. And I definitely want to tap into this a little bit more because there's so much passion inside your voice of really mirroring everything that you loved about cheer while also starting and running a business and being an entrepreneur, being a founder and CEO. And I think there's so much to be said about just this concept of overcoming adversity. And a lot of people are really starting to go through that themselves. Um, actually, honestly, current current state, whereas we're seeing a lot more individuals that are starting to spark this fire in them to start their businesses. So, you know, let's talk about your days at Syracuse. I'd love to learn about your perspective on the lifestyle of being a collegiate athlete. I mean, the collegiate athlete world has definitely changed, especially of course the past few months. And we'll talk about that here in just a second. Um, But any learnings, top experiences? Yeah, I mean, I would say definitely as far as learning, being a collegiate athlete, you learn things both on and off the mat that truly translate to the business and entrepreneurial world. Um, I would say a couple of top things were one time management where you, you know, being a cheerleader between practice and competition and games and appearances and everything in between and not to mention, you know, you know, go to school for, for I folks in marketing and entrepreneurship, you're not going to be a cheerleader your whole life. And so balancing the, the work in the school with the athletics time management was a top, you know, learning for me. Um, definitely also, I would say leadership as a cheerleader, you know, you are not only leading yourself and motivating yourself and your teammates, but you're also motivating the crowd. And during those, you know, there's the high highs and then there's the low lows and you still have to be that leader and show up for show up for yourself, show up for the team, show up for the crowd um, and really focusing on those leadership qualities to rise above. 
Um, and then I would definitely also say communication, where you have to be able to effectively communicate um, across the board. And so those top three learnings absolutely translate, you know, help me through Syracuse, help me through cheering and, you know, going to school, but then also translate into the business world and the entrepreneurial world where that's something that you need across the board, especially as being an entrepreneur and a founder of a company where um, you're focusing on that time management, I can't emphasize enough. And then um, the leadership and communication also are, you know, top learnings. Yeah, absolutely. What's so interesting too about the skills that you specifically mentioned is that regardless of whether or not you're going to be an entrepreneur, a manager, an executive, um, you know, those are three skills that are so fundamental across the board. They're so transferable regardless of the industry that you're going into, regardless of honestly the role that you're tapping into as well. Um, you know, for the instance of the time management, I instantly thought of the, on my mind, uh, this concept of like wearing many hats, you know, it's so funny when you take a look at startups, they always ask for individuals that like wear many hats and it's not something that really books can teach you. It's something that the power of sports can teach you. Yeah, no. And I always say, you know, not only do you, when you, I wear many hats, but I love it too. You're always learning something new. You're always diving into a new experience. Every day is different and it takes a certain personality and mindset to be okay with that. But I think being on a sport definitely teaches you um, those aspects and just being, you know, on the go with whatever comes at you. Yes, absolutely. Well, on this topic still of just your collegiate athlete lifestyle and really just the, the industry in its whole, um, you know, nowadays, collegiate athletes are truly facing this whole new generation, this whole new era, especially coming out, out of the NCAA rulings for name, image, and likeness. Uh, do you have a perspective on how collegiate athletes should prepare for this new era and ultimately upcoming NIL opportunities? Yeah, I mean, I would absolutely, first and foremost, say just be authentic and stay true to your values where the things that you are endorsing and accepting are, you know, are also um, sh shaping your credibility and your values and are part of your personal brand. So only focus on the things that you feel aligned with, that you feel passionate about, because if you focus on something that you just do for a quick, you know, a quick win, um, that's your reputation at stake. And unfortunately, so many people, you know, you, they don't remember all the great things you did, but you do some one wrong, wrong thing, that's going to be the thing that they remember. So really focusing on being authentic, and really tapping into who you are, what you stand for, and who you want to serve, and accepting the opportunities that align with your personal brand and your personal mission. I love that. You know, one of the things that I actually just realized too, um, is this concept of it's, it shouldn't be about a quick win. And when we reflect back on just the concept of sports in general, it's not about that one game. It's not about that, that uh, one, I guess, like tournament per chance. And it's really about the whole season. It's about this culmination of everything that has happened. And if we start to take a look at these opportunities from an NIL perspective of it just being quick wins, how do we know we're going to win the season? So I love that concept. Yeah, yeah, no, and I truly think, yeah, staying true and staying authentic is the way for it, for, you know, for that and for everything across the board, um, that's going to translate to those bigger opportunities in the future. Yeah, definitely. Well, let's talk about kind of fast forwarding still within your time at Syracuse. I mean, we touched on it a little bit about just how much adversity you overcame, which is, by the way, so, so admirable. And of course, well, you know, when we think about 
failure and not even failure, but just like the hard obstacles that we go through. It's about making and translating those those opportunities, those obstacles to be your fuel. So can you talk about your transition off of the cheer floor and into business? Yeah. So like we talked about, you know, I tore my ACL twice and instead of getting surgery for the second time, I turned that challenge into an opportunity and I went full force into fitness and realized the power of fitness. And that was a true testament to just my mindset and my mentality that I'm going to turn this challenge into an opportunity. Not cheering my senior year just wasn't even an option. And so I, you know, looked at see what I can do to take initiative. And that's something that I carry with me for everything that I do. And if there is a challenge, then there's a bigger opportunity waiting for you. So with that concept, and like I mentioned, I turned to fitness to rehab my knee to full recovery, go back my senior year, and translating that after graduation, I truly found my passion for fitness. So I knew I absolutely loved fitness. I knew I wanted to do something with fitness. I loved marketing. I love entrepreneurship. I wasn't sure exactly what that looked like, but the skills that I gained, I I, you know, packaged right into fitness. So I knew that was the industry I wanted to go into. So after graduating, I ended up being a personal trainer for about a year. And that honestly was such a great experience. I I loved it. I loved helping people. I loved getting to apply the, you have to market yourself. It's, you know, I was working at a gym, but it was was kind of your own business. And so realizing that one was kind of setting the tone for what I wanted to do. Um, But at the end of the day, I wanted to realize it wasn't scalable. I wasn't making enough money from just personal training. And then three, I thought I had to get, quote, a real job. Um, which is a whole other story because that's not the case. It's following what you do and doing what you love and that's what's going to translate to success. But so I kind of, you know, knew, still trying to find my path and taking advantage of all the different opportunities. I ended up going into the uh, marketing world with fitness gyms and working on sales and marketing. I was doing some um, in the merger and acquisition world with the wellness company for a little bit and ended up being um, switching gears to a fitness um, brand development uh, company in the fitness industry, focusing on building up fitness brands and modalities and ended up being the director of acquisitions for that company for several years, which I love that experience. But when you're an entrepreneur, you have that spirit inside of you and you, you know, have that fire fueling and burning. And it was just, I was doing all of these things. I was in the industry I loved, but I was growing and developing other fitness brands and modalities. And I love the experience. But I was also creating my own thing on the side and putting all my experience, my passions together to ultimately be cheer fit. And so, um, again, turning that challenge into an opportunity, I took the leap and went full time into launching cheer fit, which is something I was doing on the side and not, you know, fully committed into it. But once you dive fully in, that's, that's it. So I dove, you know, two feet in and um, ended up then bringing all my skills together to create CheerFit. And we went from, you know, being the fitness solution for cheerleaders to being a global movement, connecting girls and women around the world to build confidence through fitness. And really through our workouts, our certification method um, and our proven format have really cultivated the concept of working out because you want to, because it's fun, because it's building confidence and something you enjoy. So definitely using that experience as a challenge to learn not to stop when somebody tells you no, if you have a passion and you have a desire to keep that going because the the downs and the lows and the challenges are going to pave the way for the bigger opportunities that are waiting for you down the road. 
Oh my goodness, that's incredible. You know, there's definitely some things that I want to touch on too in just a bit. But one of the things that really called out to me was this concept of you know progress over perfection. You dove in, especially when you were still working on something else, and I think that's incredibly power- powerful and is so understated. Whereas a lot of the times when we think about the world of entrepreneurship. You know, there's instances where people are, are waiting, right? They're waiting for the right moment. They're waiting for when they have enough capital, when they have enough resources. But the reality it is, the longer that you wait, the longer it's going to take for you to get started. And that's exactly what you've proven. Yeah, no, thank you. And yeah, I can't emphasize that enough. And especially following that passion inside of you, where if you are an entrepreneur, you know, you have that passion, you have that calling and definitely, you know, doing different experiences to see what works, what doesn't work, learn along the way. But once you've kind of molded all that together, and it doesn't have to be a perfect concept yet, but definitely following that path and following that calling um, is, is what you have to do. You can't just do something for someone else if you're if you're not 100% in it, and you have to love what you do every single day. And that's what entrepreneurship is for me. Absolutely. Well, still actually on the concept of overcoming adversity. You know, today mental health for athletes is also now becoming more spoken about. So I'm curious, can you share any perspectives that you may personally have on the current state or even how it'll evolve over time? Yeah, no, I think this is such a great topic and focus. And I know mental health is something that people are beginning to talk about, which is amazing. And talking about on a bigger level, but I think personally, mental health not only needs to be talked about on the bigger global level, but also within teams, within athletes. Um, I think it's so important because athletes put so much pressure on themselves and they're all going through a similar experience, but yet nobody quite talks about it. Um, And I can share from my own personal experience, you know, as a cheerleader, you put so much pressure on yourself to be quote, perfect, where you have to have the perfect skills, the perfect sense, look perfect in your uniform and punish your body to look a certain way. And from my own personal experience, you know, I dealt with that and didn't open up about it and ended up having, you know, a struggle with um, a negative focus on, you know, fitness and food and just having that mental struggle with that relationship. Um, And I honestly wish I opened up about it to more of my teammates during that time because no one, nobody talks about it. And two, when I finally, you know, started sharing my story, it wasn't until just last year, which is years after graduating, I shared my story last year and started opening up about it because I truly, you know, that's my driving force for CheerFit too. And for our mission is to connect fitness, to be something that you want to do. It's not a punishment, it's something positive. And so in that journey and sharing my story and finally opening up about my struggles with, you know, um, just my negative relationship and the struggles that took on toll on my mental health. I had so many teammates come uh, open up to me and message me and sh- share their experiences. And just, we are on the same team and we are going through the same struggles, but yet nobody talked about it. So I truly think it is so important. And it's amazing that people are talking about it now on a bigger level, but I think we really need to focus on fostering the the communication between athletes and teammates themselves because they put so much pressure on themselves to be perfect. The fans, the coaches, everybody is watching them. They mess up once um, and they just feel the pressure of that. And I really think by fostering that communication and that conversation between athletes to who are experiencing similar situations and, and emotions need to help each other out. Um, and I think that's what needs to happen. And hopefully we'll get there as we're starting to open up more about that mental health um, across the board. 
Yeah, that's so powerful. So I don't know if you've ever heard this, but um, there's this like leadership development style uh, video that I've seen in the past, and it's called the Lone Nut. And the whole concept behind the Lone Nut is that, you know, everybody wants to do something, right? Everybody wants to do the same thing, say the same thing, be a part of this movement, but nobody's willing to get started and be the first one to do it. So the concept of the lone nut is there's got to be that one person, that quote unquote lone nut, who is willing to challenge the status quo and willing to break these barriers and be that first person to start the movement. And that's exactly what I actually thought of whenever you spoke about how finally you had the confidence and courage to speak up. And then you had this influx of, of responses from your team members who were essentially experiencing it too. It just took somebody to, to have the confidence to say it first. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, if you athletes can have some, such a better experience and granted, my experience was great, but this is something that I dealt with and that I know so many of my teammates dealt with and something that can be fixed and stopped um, and, you know, just find the solutions if people are talking and, you know, there for each other to give the support and are feeling similar emotions and can help each other out because there's um, people can learn from each other. Of course. Well, let's get a little tactical here. So for any athletes that may have experienced a similar pain point in their life, how would you recommend others to find a new outlet and create a new definition for themselves? Yeah. So first off, really remembering that your sport does not define you. And I think that's just a really big concept to unpack because you grow up in your sport, especially if you're one of the top you know, athletes in your sport, you're recognized for that. You're known for that. That's who you identify with. And then all of a sudden, either you get hurt or you graduate and you're no longer part of that sport. Realize it doesn't define you, but what you learned along the way is who you are. And really just sharing and taking those learnings and translating that to another passion or, you know, looking back on your experience and seeing what you loved about it, what you didn't love, what were those highs, what were those lows, and and combining you with things that you learn both on and off the field or on and off the mat and translating that to a different passion where you can still be that leader, be who that person that you're meant to be, but it, it, you're a leader in a different way. And the things that you learn through the sport are still who you are, still the mindset that you have, but it's just taking that and finding that next step to your journey. Um, and remembering that your sport does not define you. Um, it's a part of your experience and gives you the skills that later translate to who you're going to be and what you're going to accomplish. That's incredible. Thank you. Well, let's talk about your life as an entrepreneur. I mean, you have experience in marketing. So how do you see your own personal brand being reflected into the business? Yeah, so I think one, staying true to your values, you know, and aligning with what you truly represent and what you want to stand for and sharing your story and weaving that into your business, where, like I mentioned, you know, sharing my story and my struggles of punishing my body through fitness. And now our mission is to make fitness something fun, something that you want to do, something that you're excited to do and that you build confidence through. And it's something positive, not a punishment. So really using your own story to translate from your personal brand into that, that bigger mission that you have, um, staying true to who you are. And then remembering that 
your ideal client, your target audience is most likely the person you were just a couple years ago. So really being able to connect and be authentic to the person that you were um, and be real to that person. Don't try to be somebody you're not because the people that you're attracting that are meant, you're meant to serve are most likely the people, the person that you were just a couple years ago. So I would say those three key messages are really true to your personal brand, but then that also translates to your business itself. Oh, that is so helpful. You know, I, I also want to speak to you a little bit about CheerFit. You know, of the many things, uh, one of the things that really stood out to me when I started hearing about CheerFit was actually the concept of the certification. And myself personally, just being in the fitness industry for quite some time, you know, the, the certification process is truly inspiring. And I think being a team sport may have shaped this, but talk me through how you created the CheerFit certification. Yeah, so like you said, yeah, it definitely was a work in progress. And it is my baby now. Like You put so much hard work and dedication into creating the format and the structure and something that people are going to learn around the world. And so I came up with the process because CheerFit, I needed to scale CheerFit. My mission for CheerFit is to be something so much bigger than just a workout taught by a couple people or by myself. We're on a mission to connect girls and women around the world to build confidence through fitness. And with doing so, we needed a program that could be scalable, that can have a proven method and format. And so putting all that together is what the certification, you know, um, details and what we teach in the certification trainings and really being able to have a way to connect with people around the world to then teach the signature method where there's a very specific method and structure. So if you're taking a class in Australia or California, you know you're walking into a cheer fit class, um, but also combining, you know, using my experience of what I like and didn't like from other certifications that I've taken, really having that ability to be flexible and add in your own personality and your, your own unique style. So every class is a little bit different because every instructor is a little bit different. They have their own personality and that's who they attract to their classes. But having a way to scale our methods, to create a bigger vision, you need a format. Um, you need a specific proven method and format that's documented out. And that's what the certification is all about. And now we run virtual trainings every couple months, certifying women literally around the world to not only teach the cheer fit workout, but now also be reconnected to that team, to that squad that they long for. Because so many of the people who are certified now are the former athletes, the former dancers, the former cheerleaders, uh, the current cheer and dance coaches. So those people who are, are so connected and so passionate about the sport and then for whatever reason you know age out or life happens this is a perfect way for them to reconnect to their team to the squad and inspire others at the same time oh amazing you know one of the things that's so inspiring to me too about this concept of the cheer fit certification is really this empowerment that you're providing you know truly former athletes as well, right? And and you're empowering them to start their own business, to be an entrepreneur. Yes. Yeah, no. And I was always, you know, trying to think of how can I fuse my passions for fitness and marketing and entrepreneurship, where I love coaching and mentoring people to grow their own businesses. And with the certification, not only do you have access once you're certified to the training, but then there's the continuing education, which I've turned into a business incubator. And really being able to provide the entrepreneurial tips and the marketing tips and the business advice to people who are certified, yes, they love the classes and the method, but they don't have that business sense yet to be able to scale and grow their classes. So now I'm really able to, you know, 
merge both worlds as far as the business side, the entrepreneurship side, and then the fitness and the cheer fit side through now educating and mentoring those people who go through the certification. It's not just here's the tools. We give you the, the coaching, the support, the business strategy, because I love that. I can talk about entrepreneurship and business for days. So why not help others who are you know looking for that advice to grow their classes? Oh, that's incredible. Well, future facing, any exciting things coming up that we can expect from you and CheerFit? Um, so definitely, you know, our certifications, we really hit the ground running this year with our virtual certifications. Um, and again, turning a challenge into an opportunity using COVID as a um, stepping stone to then create the virtual trainings, which we now certify people around the world. We have people in Ottoman continents and countries. Um, so definitely on the lookout for our certifications. Um, and then we have a lot of upcoming opportunities for those people who are certified as far as different styles of classes and um, opportunities for those classes and then some a couple exciting partnerships in the works as well so it's going to be yeah exciting next couple of months and a great uh, 2022 which will be crazy that it's here before we know it oh my goodness that is so exciting well uh, final question for you if you could give advice to a young woman that is desiring to be a future entrepreneur what would you share with them yeah so this um i thought about this for a while and really the 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 focus that I want to share is that if you have a vision for something, you have to go for it because you would not have had that vision if you weren't capable of it. And really using that as your driving force on the times that you're doubting yourself, on the times that you're not sure if you should still moving forward. If you have that vision, it was there for a reason. And I really encourage you know entrepreneurs to just go for it and to follow that vision and to turn those challenges into opportunities because you learn from each experience. And if you had that vision, it was there for a reason. Incredible. Well, thank you, Danielle, for your time. And as mentioned, make sure to check out CheerFit to be a part of an innovative experience at the intersections of cheer and fitness. Looking to hear more about what's happening in the health, wellness, and sports industry? Subscribe to this podcast, and we'll catch you next time on The Drift.